This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Wright. And I'm your other host, Melissa Moretti. So people are probably wondering, where's Adam? Where's Adam? Where's Adam, right? Good so, question. So it could, it could be a, a number of things. You know, today is we record these, we date stamp these, we record these on Fridays. We yep. put them out on Tuesdays. Thirsty Thursday. Yeah. So, oh, so. I don't know. Was, is Adam, are you alluding to the fact that Adam might be hungover? <laughs> I'm not 100% positive, but. Well, let's, let's, go, let's go down that road. What was Adam doing last night? <laughs> That's a good question. But I got a text from him saying, I, I think you need to hang out with Corey today. I thought. Yeah. yeah so sure. I, 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 thought, I thought it was because, you know, I mean, Monday's a holiday. I mean, yep. Adam's the boss. Adam's yep. like, I'm not coming in today. Yep. You guys go host the podcast. But you're thinking there could be more to that story. I mean, just an inkling. I don't know. I, yeah. Or the fact that he smelled like a brewery when I was downstairs. <laughs> So we've been talking, we talk a lot about commercial real estate on this. How is the residential market? Obviously in commercial, we, we differ a little bit, but you know, you're on the residential side. You I mean, obviously interest rates have an impact there. How is the residential market right now? It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think there, there's definitely still a lot of buyers who want to buy. Um, we're seeing good product on the market, selling quickly, good prices. You know, obviously there's a lot of people sitting on the sidelines and, including sellers, right? Buyers and sellers. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, on the ground, like we're still pretty busy. I think the headlines are scaring a lot of people. You know, I talked to a lot of agents and people are still buying and selling, right? That's kind of the bottom line. And, you know, when people have life changes and, you know, they need to buy and sell, right? So yeah. interest rates are impacting a lot of people, but stuff's still happening. As interest rates continue to climb, as which predicted over the next probably quarter to two quarters, does that have further impact on the slowdown or is it more of a quality over quantity thing at that point? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I do think it, it, it will have a bit more of an impact for sure, but I think that's going to level off, right? Like Supply and demand. So, like, exactly, right? You know, you know how many buyers I have that, that want to yeah. buy? Like the second that things you know, the interest rates stop climbing and they feel like things are stabilizing a little bit, everyone's jumping back on, right? So. Well, I, I remember I, I was probably a year ago, maybe two years ago, and I was on a, a, a webinar and it was, had some major developers on it. And I can't remember who honestly wrote this on the whiteboard, but everyone was kind of like, you know, you know is it a bubble? You know, right. how high can it go? I've been hearing that my whole life. And, and this gentleman literally stood up and he goes, okay, wrote whatever year it was on there. And he wrote like, I don't know. I don't remember the number. It was like 10,900. And then below that, he wrote like 70,000. Yeah. And he goes, this is the number of condos that were delivered. Right. This is the number of people that moved in. Yeah. Economics. And then yeah. sat down. And yeah. I was like, brilliant. Brilliant. So I, I think I think supply and demand issues will be. I think it's very basic. Absolutely. We're going to have supply and demand issues as long as, as long as I live. 
And with you being much younger than me, you as long as you live, we'll probably still have supply and demand issues. So Absolutely. I think it's going nowhere. Um, our guest today, Jeff Brown from our Kelowna office came in. People have been reaching out, says, hey, you know, what's happening up there? Because there's been so much hype and headlines for so long. He comes on today. He talks all about what's happening in Kelowna. Good stuff. Maybe some bad stuff. Have they seen the slowdown? Have they been impacted the same way other markets have? Jeff comes on, fan favorite of a show, comes on, unpacks everything Kelowna. And surprisingly, extremely busy up there. Yeah. Still busy. So I think without further ado, why don't we get to our interview today with Jeff Brown of the William Wright Cologne Office. Let's go. Enjoy, guys. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial. John, Allen, the team over there are fantastic. They've been, all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.ca. That's impactcommercial.ca. All right, so we're here today with Jeff Brown from the William Wright Commercial Kelowna office. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. Jeff, can you maybe tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself there that maybe haven't heard you on, on the show previously? Uh, well, I've been in Kelowna now for approximately seven years and joined the William Wright uh, team just almost about two years ago now, uh, opened up the office just over over a year ago, and uh, specifically focused on uh, on commercial real estate, which I think, as everybody has seen in, in Kelowna, has been quite active in the past, especially in the past two years. But even in the past, you know, seven since I've since I've been here, Kelowna is on an upwards trajectory, and and we're really starting to see some some really significant growth uh, and and density happen, which is which is exciting for me. Being from Vancouver and, and living you know for, for a little while in in Calgary, it's uh, it's really nice to move to a, a city like this and then see the you know, the maturation that that's happening and, and the growth. Uh, for me, it's a really exciting place uh, place to be. So Jeff, we've we're kind of branding ourselves the podcast of the people now because they write in with questions and we try to deliver on these answers. And one thing that we've continuously been emailed about is is Kelowna. It seems like it's the epicenter now of real estate in North America, whether it's condos. Or commercial real estate. So as we're kind of in an unknown time right now with high, you know, rising interest rates and inflation, everyone, yeah, like, so how is Kelowna? Is Kelowna still what it once was? So we wanted to have you back. We had you on probably about a year ago on the show. So we want to kind of do like a Kelowna update. So if you can maybe just sort of let us know what, what's exciting in Kelowna, what, what's trans, what's transpired over the past six months to a year from the massive run up and, and how is it now? Well, we're still seeing lots of demand and lots and lots of movement. I think Kelowna is is going to prove itself to be very resilient, especially on the commercial real estate side of things. Um, I know, you know, from speaking with a few people on the residential uh, world and, and with the, you know, the increasing interest rates, the residential markets have, have taken a bit more of a hit, whereas commercially with the, you know, lack of inventory and, and still significant demand, uh, the commercial industry is is being and, and staying quite resilient, and we're still seeing you know record transactions and you know new projects uh, still being launched and 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 development permits still being pushed through. You know people are, are still really confident in, in the area and and what's what's to come in the future. 
So Jeff, recently, all the big hype has been Kelowna was recently named the fastest growing city in Canada. And I think when you look at it and feel who haven't been up there and you take a look at it, and you see now all the holes in the ground, or I guess not really holes in the ground in Kelowna, towers going up, can't refer to holes in the ground, towers going up, tons of it, tons and tons of commercial developments up there. I mean, how has that news impacted that marketplace up there? Have you seen you know more people calling to find out more what Kelowna is about that maybe didn't realize it before? Or has there even been some deterrent where people are worried about oversaturation? I think the only people that are worried about oversaturation are the ones that have been here who don't necessarily want to see, <laughs> you know, that, that much growth, a little bit of, uh, you know, potential nimbyism, which I think is, you know, natural in, in, in any type of, you know, growing city, especially one that's, that's growing at the rate that Kelowna is. Um, but I think for the most part, you know, the phones still ring, you know, we definitely see uh, interest from, you know, the lower mainland, Alberta, you know, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver and, you know, even Toronto with, with certain franchisees uh, for franchises uh, and, you know, mandates to, to open locations. So we're still on the receiving end of many, many, you know, inquiries uh, and people just trying to, you know, figure out when the best time is to move. Uh, but they, the decision that we find to move has already been made. It's just now about finding the right fit and where that's going to be within the, within the area. Yeah, no, that sounds great. So in terms of asset classes in Kelowna, what's sort of the the best performing asset class that you're seeing on the ground? Well, definitely, you know, industrial. Um, industrial strata has, has seen the most demand. What we're starting to see now uh, as projects are, you know, still being launched, uh, BD's got their stratosphere project that's just... Um, uh, been announced and, and launched over by you know in Airport Business Park, and uh, you know we're still seeing owner occupiers um, kind of flock to that to that opportunity uh, because the you know realistically the pricing for Strata Industrial between here and, and you know Vancouver is still sixty five percent of what you would pay for uh, in the Lower Mainland, so there's still value to be found out here now. We are starting to reach that point where the the price per square foot, and if you're looking at it on on an income producing you know aspect, that you know potentially the lease rates may not match that number. So we're starting to see that sensitivity come into play where the pricing, uh, you know, it needs to be you know priced right so that we can attract as many buyers as possible. But the industrial asset class has always continued to perform really well. You know, industrial land has has is seeing you know anywhere between two and a half million to four million an acre depending on you know your location and then we're really looking you know or in getting lots of calls for you know multifamily uh projects and you know looking at the ocp and, and zoning those those site types of sites and and if we can make the numbers work we're still seeing developers flock to the area for multifamily projects and so those are the two asset classes I feel that have the most competition um, and the most the most demand. But those are probably the strongest ones. And the other one that I feel like is is going to continue to do well because we don't have a ton of inventory, nor do we have a lot of projects slated, you know, under construction. Is anything anything related to like strata office or strata retail? There's no real owner occupier opportunities in those asset classes that are really coming to market. So when these opportunities do hit the market, we find that there's lots of people having to look at them and, you know, still getting, you know, in some cases for the right space, multiple offers, even in this current, you know, um, lending landscape that, that we see, you know, there's still high demand for that sort of stuff because we don't have 
you know, a ton of available inventory currently on the market. And like I say, when it does, it, it sure as heck doesn't seem to last long. So Jeff, you talked there a lot about new developments and stuff like that. How has the challenging construction market played havoc, good or bad, in Kelowna? Has Kelowna experienced some challenges there with all these rising prices in construction, considering obviously there's transportation costs to get product to your market? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think we've been speaking with you know some of our own our own clients. Um, construction budgets um, have not been met, <laughs> um, and and you know the increases in those. Um, end up getting transferred over to the end user. So your price per square foot uh, on a purchase becomes higher or your lease rates, you know, need to come up um, to, to recoup some of those, some of those costs. Uh, the other thing that we're seeing is that, you know, as it relates to, you know, fixed drink periods and construction timelines, uh, things are taking much, much longer. And, and I think part of that's because of, you know, the time it takes for the materials to get here. But also, you know, not having enough trades uh, available to do the work, and you know what used to be a um, three-month build or a, you know a twelve-month build is now a, a five-month construction project or a, or an eighteen-month construction project, which you know makes it that much more challenging to hand on hang on to a property and, and not have any income coming in. So I think it's definitely um, impacted um, the industry, and and like I say, and. and you know, the reality is it, it just gets transferred over to the end user so that they can recoup their uh, recoup their costs on that. In terms of development, I know we're on that topic. How do you think the upcoming election will affect Kelowna and commercial real estate? Um, you know, the political landscape in, in Kelowna, I think, um, or I hope, you know, state remains the same, to, you know, to be honest. And again, I, that's, you know, from me, and it's obviously a personal opinion. Um, I am highly supportive of the growth, um, as long as there's plans for infrastructure that can support that growth. So the you no know, the UBCO Okanagan campus that's um, uh, that's currently under construction, and a lot of the other um, multifamily developments that are co- going on downtown. I'm I'm all for it. I that being said, I want to make sure that the people that are coming. Uh, in or that are going to get elected or reelected also have plans in place to support that growth, whether it be through, you know, transportation and housing and, you know, all those sorts of things. And I think the vision that Cologne has had over the past, you know, seven years since I've been here has been progressive, but it's also been well thought out. And and I'm, I'm hoping that the people who, you know, take over or like I say, get reelected, just continue on that path of, of being, you know, conscious about those decisions but also understand the benefits that that this type of growth can can bring to uh, to everybody who's who's you know choosing to to work and live and play here. Jeff, is there any fear? Obviously, Mayor Bazarat has been very you know very you know forward thinking when it comes to developing Kelowna there, and it's, it's attracted a lot of big names in the development industry to come build in such a beautiful city. Is there any fear? If Mayor Bazarat does not get reelected, that other candidates out there maybe don't have the same vision of Kelowna or even the vision of the development world in Kelowna. I mean, I, I'd be lying to say that it hasn't come up on multiple conversations with potential buyers, um, and we've, you know, that it, that it has come into play when it when in regards to you know condition periods and making sure that um, anything related to development or the you know, the acquisition of, of property includes conditions that can be removed after the outcome of those elections. Um, and I think that happens almost anywhere. You know, I, I think there is um, a level of 
hesitancy prior to you know the, the results coming coming through because uh, you know there are people who whose platforms are um, you know too fast and too much growth and, and not enough you know you know reeling things in so you know until we kind of come out on the other side of it I think that you know we'll we'll see property go under contract but we won't see as much forward progress on that in terms of you know unconditional deals. Uh, until after you know the election and uh, and the dust settles, kind of. Well, I think I can also comment on that from a company wide standpoint. If you go back a few years there, there was the challenges in White Rock where a new council got in place and they actually went and they actually decreased density in some areas. And there was a situation where a gentleman or co- or company had a twelve story development permit issued, but not a not a building permit yet. And then when the uh, city went through with the new candidates or sort of the new council and they wanted to decrease the density in there, they chopped that density from 12 stories to six stories. And that individual, because they didn't have the building permit issued, actually had to go sue the city after the city of White Rock and the city of White Rock successfully won. So I think that kind of creates the thing where I think people just in that realm of developing are going to kind of cool the jets a little bit during the mayoral changes or potential changes. And if you go to the city of New West with Jonathan Cote's team there, they actually came out with some rental only zonings. And that also, I think, you mean, caused some hesitancy around that just because if you had a property, let's say, did have development potential attached to it and got into a rental-only zoning situation, you might only be able to, you know, to now build rental on the product there. So I think there's, you mean, I think it's just company-wide we've seen a slowdown on that or people are just a little more hesitant, which I think is just sort of with some of these case studies that have happened, people are just being a little bit more, you know, watching their thing. And I think that gets amplified in, in smaller cities like Kelowna, and Victoria, because you just don't know what the next mayor or the next council's vision is, if it, if it aligns with what the previous council's vision was. And I think there's some precedents there in White Rock that kind of went the opposite direction. So I think that kind of makes it on everyone's radar now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even on, in uh, you know West Kelowna, there as they try to you know, for lack of better words, kind of kind of catch up because they're you know forced to to, uh, to grow and then take approach to their council being. Um, as you know, obviously close on, on the other the other side of the bridge here, you know, and their mayor isn't you know running again, and so you know it's for them and for what's happening over there. Um, I'm like we have close eyes on on West Kelowna to see who comes in and how they're going to approach you know their commercial real estate and and uh, uh, you know development uh, vision for for the other side of the bridge because you know as Kelowna becomes more and more expensive, which is the reality of it. Uh, other areas like West Kelowna and Lake Country and Penticton, you know, eyes get focused on them and, and to, to see what their approach is going to be and if they're going to follow suit uh, with Kelowna or if they're going to, you know, try to slow down and uh, for fear of, you know, potentially growing too fast or not being prepared enough when that uh, demand really, really hits. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. Can you talk a little bit about how the office market is doing in Kelowna? I think one thing in particular, Jeff, is because, you know, markets like Kelowna and Victoria and that, that are these great secondary markets now where a lot of people are migrating to, is, you mean, are people going back to the office in these markets? How is that office market where you traditionally don't have a lot of office space to start with? Are people coming back to the office now that were two years probably post since the start of COVID? I think there's, there's, a growing sense that people are coming back to the to the office. There's definitely going to be certain, you know, operations that will that will downsize or have the remote workers. But I still think the the requirement to be in the office 
will need to be there. I think just the the impact on culture and collaboration when you're face to face is something that cannot be met or matched when when you're working remotely. You know, the Stover Group just finished construction or is just finishing construction on Landmark Seven here just off the highway. And uh, I know that they are very, very close to potentially being leased um, or fully leased as well. You know, that will be people moving from, you know, Landmark 6 and Landmark 5, which is where their other buildings, into into the new one. But they've seen, you know, um, excellent success and and absorption um, in that regard. And the office market in Kelowna, I think, continues to, you know, as far as the three asset classes, industrial retail office, it probably has like the largest vacancy rate, but I think that it's the same almost anywhere you you go. Uh, but the demand for offices and you know, especially being downtown again with the development and the density that's happening downtown, we're seeing increased interest in in getting back into the getting back into the office. Or again, people who are moving into Kelowna, they need a home base, so they'll probably start out small. You know, we still have that demand for thousand to two thousand square foot spaces, but we're really starting to see, you know, larger operations, you know, look at Kelowna more seriously, even if they start at, you know, a space like uh, Spaces or, or Regis. They're testing the waters for that, you know, permanent office residence at some point. So traditionally, you, you see a city like Kelowna, where it's the first one to see the run up in regards to pricing and stuff like that. And then you mean smart investors may look just on the outskirts of Kelowna, like the West Kelowna area, or even Vernon, or maybe as far as Kamloops. Has markets like Vernon, you know, really been impacted in a very positive way from the success of Kelowna, where people are now looking into those Lake Country and Vernon markets now of what potentially will will spin off of Kelowna? Are you seeing that uptick in those markets, or has that happened yet? Our office is doing more work in in Vernon current now than I uh, than I've done in the past seven years uh, in in my career in in Kelowna. I think Vernon's the one that's really seen the most interest in activity. Uh, they do have the the industrial opportunities, but they also have some really great income uh, producing opportunities down there uh, with some, you know, some commercial properties with some, a, lot, a lot of upside. Penticton, we're, we do see it a, a little bit as well. Uh, Kamloops, we're starting to see a lot of activity and getting lots of calls with our new office opening up there uh, here shortly as well. But Vernon seems to be the one that really kind of stands out as as uh, you know gaining a lot of momentum right now. Now, is that a lot of it's driven because there's an incoming cactus club that you kind of know your city's made it when there's a cactus club, <laughs> Home Depot, and a Costco? Like you know, you're on the map now. It's uh, I mean, it's got to have something to do with it. They're long overdue. As soon as cactus clubs decide that they're going there, you know that there's <laughs> there's something in the water. So now, Jeff, you know, we, we, we've, we've touched base on the surrounding communities and stuff like that. And you touched base a little bit on Kamloops there. And I don't want to go down, you know, too much of the rabbit hole of Kamloops. But, I mean, what are your thoughts on Kamloops? Obviously, like you mentioned there, we have the office opening there that you're going to be the, the leader of. And we're seeing a lot of impact in a positive way in Kamloops for the past few years. But what is your take on Kamloops? Is there, are they getting a lot of spinoff business now because Kelowna's pricing has become so expensive that people are almost getting you know, priced out there and going to Kamloops? Uh, you know, I don't know about the, the migration from Kelowna to Kamloops, but I definitely feel like there's a um, an increased level of uh, of activity in, in Kamloops and, and demand to be in Kamloops. You know, it, over on the north shore of Kamloops, you're seeing lots of uh, lots of investment and, and redevelopment uh, and density, you know, at the high where our, where our office is, you know, having that office building, you know, just, just completed down there has injected new life. 
Uh, and the Kelson Group has their, you know, multifamily development that they have going on. So I think, you know, obviously with the Thompson Rivers University um, and the government, you know, employer that they have, you know, in, in Kamloops, it's it's already got the industries there to really support uh, what they're seeing is probably a bit of a resurgence. And, and I think we're going to see, you know, reinvestment uh, into the Kamloops uh, market, which will will highly benefit uh, that area and re-inject some, some life back uh, back in there as you know, the term, tournament capital of the world. One thing I, I do want to, I do want to make, give a shout out to you guys there is I was recently up in Kelowna for an event we had there that, that, uh, that our Kelowna office led by Jeff Brown had put on with stream property partners on a project called Bernard place, which was a, uh, an older building located on one of the high streets in Bernard there downtown that was converted into, or sorry, you know, reimagined where it was brought back to life with retail and office stuff there. And I, I will say firsthand when I attended the event, I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised to see how packed it was. And I think that's an indication of just the excitement that surrounds Kelowna now to see how many people came out. And I think, I think you know, you and the team of the Jeff did a phenomenal job on it. But is that a, is that a true indication that that these things now are that that you mean Kelowna's there? That all these people are coming out of the woodwork, whether it's people from the you know, the, you know, the investment side and the brokerage side of the business and all that stuff where the, you know, people are coming out to see what's going on because it's such an exciting market. I, I think so. And I think there was some, you know, just some pent up um, anticipation for having these sorts of events back and available for us to attend and, and put faces to names and do personal tours. So the, we were really, really happy, um, you know, with, with the turnout, the engagement, you know, the brokerage community, you know, everybody in town here has, you know, a, a busy schedule, uh, and to see that many people take the time to to show up to the event and 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 tour the property and and see, you know, the fabulous job that Stream Property Partners did with that building and reinjecting life back into the 400 block. You know, with Emission Group's block development, you know, going up on the 500 block. Kelowna is now not just a two block strip. It is. It is really exciting to see, you know, all the activity that's happening uh, downtown. And I think as far as the brokerage community is concerned, you know, and the development community is concerned, you know, wherever it is within, you know, the, the 10 or 12 block radius of downtown Kelowna, people want to people wanna be here. We're definitely starting to see uh, that type of uh, that type of interest. We're excited to be a part of that interest and, you know, looking forward to, to, to keeping this, keeping this going. I know that the, you know, the current, you know, again, lending landscape and and, and financial um, uncertainty really just means that things might take a little bit longer. Uh, but but we're it's not going to stop uh, the train from moving. Uh, that that I will say for sure. So interest rates won't have you don't feel have you know as much impact say in a market like Kelowna that's just been so hot and sort of seemed to be, you know get through everything as say it may do down here. Yeah, exactly. I think I say. To kind of bring it back to what I, I said, kind of at the beginning, the the resiliency of Kelowna is going to really, I think, show over the next uh, twelve to eighteen months. And you know, where other areas may dip, Kelowna may just plateau, and then we'll start to see it come ramp back up again. So, Jeff, as as a final question before we get to our six pack of questions here, what's Jeff Brown buying? What's Jeff Brown buying? Yeah, you got you got you got the investment money. Like, let's just say here, let's say so so our so people don't know Adam's not here today. I mean, it is it is going into the long weekend. We record these on Friday. Adam says, "Hey, I don't work long weekends, so he's you know he shuffles the two of us up here to do the show, and he's probably somewhere. God knows where on a patio having a beer. I think he's really hungover. Actually, is, is that what it is? Well, <laughs> you know, so. let's save that for the outro. Let's get into that. I think we'd like to know more why he's hungover. Yeah. With that, so 
getting into uh, you know where are you investing your money? And let's say we have Adam money. Adam owns a, a house up in Kelowna. Jeff, you own a house in Kelowna. Yeah. Both of you guys probably have ten million in the bank now because you guys are property owners in Kelowna. Where are you investing the money? Uh, I'm investing the money into uh, some sort of strata office or retail, uh, for sure. I'd like to look at some of the areas uh, like Rutland uh, in Kelowna that haven't had as uh, as much of that sharp increase in pricing, but there's still tons of demand and migration into those areas to try and find a property um, that I can hang on to that may have a, a little bit of upside. And the other thing I might be looking at is is you know some uh, land that uh, that could be available with some long-term development potential if I had money just to kind of uh, put into a, a kind of a land bank. We're going to start to see these other larger parcels, you know, with with relative increased interest. And, and if you can sit on it for a little bit, you know, even three or four or five years, um, there's going to be some significant appreciation that'll happen in, in, uh, in these areas uh, that might not be in the heart of downtown but there's definitely some some gold still left out there. Quick follow-up question to that. So I know we yeah. talked about Jeff money and Adam money. What about like <laughs> Melissa level money? Like how much or how little so five, is too five million, <laughs> five million. Not, you don't have 10 million, you got 5 million. She, she's just being that. modest here. She's like, being modest So here. how, what's kind of the minimum investment you would say is good to, what do I need to yeah. get in? She's asking, for, she's asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it needs probably about 750 to, okay. to get in, you know, is, is, is probably you know, realistic. Uh, there's uh, a few live work units that are still available that are here downtown that I think are right around that million dollar mark. I think that's probably where you need to be uh, realistically to get in. Now, that being said, if you were looking in uh, Vernon uh, and those types of areas who, like you say, will get still get the same benefit and maybe even more appreciation, um, you definitely don't need that much. You know, five five hundred to seven fifty is probably more than enough to get your foot in the door on on a small little piece, and uh, and you can find yourself doing really really well. It's funny because when you said seven fifty, Melissa's like, no problem, no problem. So she she's all in. It's just a pair of shoes. Yeah, no she's just seven seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for a pair of shoes. Jeff, before we let you go here, we got a, our six pack of questions that we're going to unpack a little bit here, lighthearted questions, so we get to know you outside of the the office there. I do know you are in a hurry here, but do you have two more minutes for us? Of course, of course. The six pack is powered by our good friends over at Red Point Law. Red Point Law, Corey, Tim, Falco, Scott, and the team. These are great people with a wealth of experience when it comes to commercial closings and private lending. And I just want to say, Corey, not to cut you off, they have a perfect five-star review on Google. So for all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca with offices in Vancouver and now open in downtown Kelowna. All right. All right. Melissa's going to lead us off here, but I will say I appreciate Jeff coming on the show because he is literally going to be catching a flight soon to go away on vacation. And I don't know for those who know in Kelowna, Kelowna, they were, you know, most people work Monday to Friday, you know, nine to five Kelowna, they work 10 to two Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> so we've caught Jeff on the middle of the extended long weekend that he's having. So we appreciate that. But I'll, I'll let Melissa kick it off with our, our, our six pack of questions. Go ahead. All right. Question number one, your favorite vacation spot. So uh, I, I guess we're going to hear about where you're going. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say where he's off to in case that was it. <laughs> right. So Jeff, favorite vacation spot. Where uh, I, I still think I'm, well, it's, 
I think the last time I was on here, I said, I said, I think I said Lahui or, or Maui. Um, I'll, I'll say I, I have a, an, a love for, for fishing. So if I can get up, up North into the Haida Gwaii area, oh, yeah, I'll, cool. I'll go, I'll go with that. Uh, I'll go with that uh, area of the world right now. And Jeff's a well-traveled man. His wife works for WestJet. Oh. So he's a well-traveled man. So when he says it's a good spot, you know, it's good. Jeff, second question up. What are you binge watching on Amazon or Netflix right now? I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm a survivor. I'm still a reality TV junkie, so I'm not as much on the, on the Netflix, although I do like the, um, oh, what are they called? Uh, but I just watched the one that, uh, had the, um, like the basketball referee that was like fixing games. Oh, the untold, uh, yeah, got, yeah, the untold s- series there. Yeah. The untold series. Yeah. So that, that I, I watched all of those. I was fascinated with that sort of stuff. So I'll go with that one. Apparently they're bringing out a Johnny Menzel episode all about, I guess, how he just tanked it in the NFL. So that would be another interesting one to watch when it comes out. Yeah. Perfect. Victoria Neroff is a big uh, Browns fan. So I'll make sure that she, <laughs> she knows when it comes out. All right. Question number three, what's a book that you recommend everyone reads? Ooh, a book that I recommend everyone read. I really like the, oh, what's it called? Uh, it's by Jay Shetty. Oh, um, Think Like a Jay Monk. Shetty. Yes, Think Like a Monk. I guess the third time uh, really, we've had that really, now. Really, really enjoyed, really, really enjoyed that book. He's got um, a good podcast too. Not that you should yes, not listen to this yes, one and listen to his. Yeah. Listen, to, well. listen to his after. After. After, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess the third time we've had that book now. So I think it's it's a common thread. Obviously, it's, yeah. a, it's a good oh, book. is it? Oh. Yeah, I'm still yeah. stuck on like paint with numbers, so I haven't got to anything that actually has literature yet, <laughs> but we're, we're getting there. All right, Jeff. So unfortunately, you find yourself on death row. You, you're given one last meal before it's all said and done. What meal are you having? Oh, I'm going surf and turf, I think, all the way. Ooh, good one. Any any particular restaurant that's going to make the surf and turf for you? Oh, gosh. Not model model milk in Calgary. Oh, they uh never been never it's, been. it's an old I, i'm biased because like they, they did used to work there in my previous uh life but uh anything that comes out of that kitchen is phenomenal but yeah i would i would also re- insist that it's dungeness crab and not king crab because oh. my you know bc roots mm. it have to be a whole dungeness crab on that plate too oh well, sounds delicious i'm probably i'm probably gonna have subway after this this is my like burnt <laughs> subway sandwich now all right. Question number five. What's your favorite band or artist, I guess? Uh, you know what? I, I'll go Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. I have no idea uh, who that from, is. I don't know if anybody's like, heard, you no. know, what genre heard is Rateliff that? The, no, uh, no. They're like, um, like soul. Okay. Uh, like cool. a soul blues rock band out oh. of, uh, out of the States. Wow. Cool. Uh, they just had a concert, uh, at the P and E, which I wasn't able to attend, but I've seen them at, uh, at Burnaby Lake, and I've seen them at the Commodore. Wow. Um, and they're a phenomenal, phenomenal band. Yeah. Either that or Paul Coffin. If you like a, like a real soulful country uh, approach, uh, Paul Coffin is, uh, is, is probably the record that I have on my, my record player most often right now. Wow. Well, if neither one of them had opened for Nickelback, I wouldn't know who they are, so... <laughs> all right all right jeff you're sitting in mexico got a new song Corey. you must be thrilled yeah well let's talk about that so before i'm going up to the event <laughs> to go see jeff and the team up there i've i've almost gone through all of my audiobooks i haven't found a good audiobook to listen to 
What happens? Nickelback releases a new song 45 times in a row, back to back. I was in Kelowna in no time. Great drive. That does not surprise me. <laughs> All right, Jeff, last question here. So you're sitting in Mexico. The tequila's been flowing. The kids are in bed. You grab the karaoke mic. What are you singing? Oh, goodness. Uh, probably probably Lottie Dottie by Snoop Dogg. If I have, if I have tequila in me. <laughs> nice. Awesome, Jeff. Well, thank you so much for taking the time for joining us. We appreciate it. We know you got to get your flight to Mexico, but how can people find out more about Jeff Brown and everything going on at Kelowna with the William Wright team? Well, they can uh, they can find us at our website, www.williamwright.ca. You can also call me uh, directly, jeff.brown at williamwright.ca. Uh, my cell number is on the website as well. I forward my office line to myself so that I'm always available. And uh, you can bug me in Mexico. It's part of the job. I just need, need to return your call, depending on <laughs> the amount of tequilas. So you're going to be singing Lottie Dottie. Yeah, so no calls after 2 p.m. is what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. Oh, That's sorry, right. sorry. That's just normal for Kelowna. No calls after 1 p.m. in Mexico. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. All right, Jeff. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to join us again and give us an update with everything that's happening up there. Go enjoy your trip, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Take care, Jeff. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. There you have it, folks, our interview today with Jeff Brown of the William Wright Cologne Office. I thought it was great. I love talking to Jeff. Yeah, it was really insightful to hear what's going on down in the ground there in Kelowna. You know what the most impressive part of the whole thing was? What's that? We hit record before we did that. I know Adam. Adam's not here right now. We were both really scared that we we're going to record the best episode in podcast history and then not actually hit the record button. So we successfully yeah. recorded the episode. I'm somehow like the tech person in my office, which I'm I'm not sure how. And he sat me in front of this. Uh, I don't even know what this is. I feel like I'm in a spaceship. But it was one button. We did it. So- I, I still use a typewriter in my office. So anything past the typewriter thing there is 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 just foreign to me. So I'm glad I'm glad Adam put you behind the board and not me. It was intimidating. It was a big job. It was a big Corey. job. Big I did job. It. Friday I think, morning. I think, success. I think, so, so we, we we figured out. So so Adam's not here. He's probably had a few too many fat tug beers last night. I think he might be having a nap. He downstairs. might be having a nap, nap, hungover, whatever you want to call it. You know, Adam's got property in Kelowna. He teed up this episode. I think he wants to really know how his investment works. Yeah. I mean, that's just who we're working for here. Yeah. Not only does he not show up on long weekends, he forces us to do episodes on what where he owns property so he get a better idea of how that's performing, but we can, we can report back. It was a okay. Yeah. It was a okay. Long weekend coming up. Do you have any big plans for the long weekend? Open houses to people buying and selling on the long weekends? You know what? I have Thanksgiving dinners. A lot of, I have like three of them. Oh, I'm just going to be eating all weekend. That's, that's not a bad place. No, that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. You say it like it's a negative. No, it's a great thing. I might be in a coma by Tuesday. Without further ado, guys, everyone go enjoy the long weekend. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Take care, guys. Subscribe today.